morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, 1.37 p.m. family. Thank you for getting your week started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. Hosting today with me is J.L. Rucker. J.L., how was the weekend? Weekend was good, Bo. How was yours? Honestly, it was really nice. Enjoyed some sunshine on Saturday. Did a little, like, cookout in the backyard with some of my buddies, so... Um, I was also able to get into the water and surf a little bit this weekend. I'm I'm pretty content, JL. No no complaints over here. JL, today is Monday, May 2nd, 2022, and we have a great show lined up here. As we do start with most episodes, we're going to kick this off with a couple birthdays and a couple anniversaries from this date. Let's start here by saying happy birthday to the one, the only, perhaps our next president, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It is also David Beckham's birthday and Paul George, which is, I don't know what's going on on May 2nd. I don't know what kind of summer loving is happening at the end of (laughs) August or what's going on, but some very talented people born on this day. On this day in 2008, the first Iron Man movie was released in theaters nationwide. JL, this is probably one of the three movies I've seen most in my life, so... This is the perfect excuse to toss on Iron Man 1 tonight when I uh, when I wrap up the work day. JL, let's head on over to entertainment. Whoa, Bo. How about X2? You want to show a little bit of love to X2? X-Men's my favorite. We can? Is that your is that your choice? That is my favorite. Hey, it says oh, like it was released in theaters nationwide on this day in 2003, and the X Men series is like my favorite. No, JL, I actually really like that you brought that up because I feel like we are always debating what to put into the show, and I feel like that was a great little behind the scenes moment where you're like, whoa, whoa don't pass that up. Like you got to throw that into the show. <laughs> For sure. Jail, let's 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 head over to entertainment though. Entertainment. Where the Spider-Man director John Watts has exited the Fantastic Four movie. This happened over the weekend, so it's not necessarily super timely, but I think it's really interesting to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. John Watts, who's directed all three of Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies. He was also set to or he was scheduled to helm the upcoming MCU Fantastic Four reboot, but it was announced over the weekend that he's decided to step away. I think from what I'm hearing is that he was just a little tired of doing the superhero stuff, right? Like he had done it now for pretty much the last decade of his life and he wanted to explore some other things. It sounded like it was totally mutual. They had no problem uh, parting ways between the two sides. So not surprising, I guess, you know, to get tired of a movie like this, but people are really enjoying his work. So I would imagine they're going to be bummed that he's out of the project. I have no doubt that they will, they will find someone very responsible and very talented to fill in his role. Jail, the Met Gala, Met Gala, I'm not even really sure how to pronounce it, is going down. It's it's trending on Twitter. Give us the details here. Well, yeah, Bo, you and I are in the same boat because I hear people say gala, then I hear people say gala, and I just, I'm like, okay, I don't know which one it is. So we'll just stick with Met Gala, but it is tonight, and I finally have an excuse to say that I'm watching it for work. So we have an article on the site that we put up on Friday, and it's recapping some of the best uh, Met Gala looks of all time. And it's funny because you, myself, and Connor, um, our resident movie expert, we were having a uh, just a little conversation on some of the craziest, wildest Met Gala or Gala looks that we've seen. And Jared Leto was brought up. He is in the article when he had that model of his head. That was very interesting. But I think the theme that year was Heavenly Bodies. So maybe it does kind of go along with it, Bo. What do you think? Yeah. 
I, I think he might want to be careful to not pull a hammy reach in for that one. You know what I mean? That, that might that might be a reach <laughs> over from our boy Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool because the I didn't know this until I started doing the research, Bo, but this goes all the way back to like old Hollywood. So for sure. Yes, it does have old Hollywood vibes. It does have old Hollywood vibes. We're talking people like Elizabeth Taylor were showing up to the Met Gala. The Met Gala now has definitely become. And that was another thing, too. Sorry to kind of get off topic, but that was another thing. Celebrities were not invited at first. It was just only like the top of New York society, like the top New York socialists or socialites, whatever you want to call them. And then it was just people in the fashion world. So it was no movie stars, no singers, nothing like that. So at some point it did transition to be celebrities and, and movie stars. There's only like a certain amount of people that are allowed in. There's only 225 media members that are able to cover it. Hopefully one day we can be a part of that 225, Bo. But speak it into existence. Let's speak it into existence existence but it's it's very strict like when you say prestigious the met gala is the definition yeah. of prestigious so check out that article because it's not just the top uh looks of all time it also kind of goes into the history which was very very interesting to kind of look into very very cool jail let's head on over to sports it was a nice little sports weekend Sports. It was, Bo, and I know that you're extremely happy about this one, the Bucks winning game one. Um, I, I have faith in your Bucks. I know Chris Middleton being out for the second round is a pretty tough loss, but you guys looked good. Got that that uh, away win that you needed. And Well, it's interesting. Like the, the Celtics were favored by five points on during Sunday's game. Like, you know, DraftKings Sportsbook thought the Celtics were going to win this thing by five. And... The way I felt the game went down, like Giannis had a great game, triple-double, 24 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. But I think the takeaway for me was the defense of the Bucks. Every single time Boston started to go on like a little bit of a run, right? Like a 6-0 run or like an 8-0 run, the Bucks would stop it. They would like cut the head off the snake before it could get out of control. And I, it never felt like the Celtics went on that big like... Oh my God, the, the TD Garden is rocking. Boston's going crazy. The fans are going nuts. They never like got into that zone. And I think that was honestly the big thing for the Bucks. And now if you're the Bucks, you're like, all we have to do is win our home games, right? You grab game one on the road and all you have to do now is win your three home games and, and you've won the series. So really big start to the to the series for the Milwaukee Bucks, no doubt about it. And the Warriors-Grizzlies game is going on right now. Yes, and as of this recording, that score is 103 to 93. It seems like the Warriors have pulled away. Just a few minutes ago, it was a one-point game, so I guess the Warriors are doing that thing where they just score a lot of points in like a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good at, they're pretty good yeah, at that. They, yeah, they, they're pretty good at that. And Draymond Green got ejected. I don't know if memory serves me correctly. This is this. He hasn't been ejected since that game in Cleveland. If I remember correctly. Really? Yes. That, that's his last ejection. I think that is his last ejection where LeBron stepped over him and he, you know, hit yeah. him in the private area. He flailed his arm up. He's like, no one, no one's going to step over. I, I don't know if you even saw the, the ejection from Sunday. Kind of interesting. It was a very, very bizarre play. Like he goes for a swipe on a steal. And then as Brandon Clark goes up in the air, he kind of like, 
I mean, he yanks him by the jersey. It's a very interesting moment. Like, I don't know. I, I have a lot of respect for Draymond, but as much as I want him in the game, I thought it was a pretty dirty play. So I, I actually don't know if I disagree with the ejection. A lot of people are disagreeing with it. I wonder if anybody's ever brought that up because, you know, Draymond has his own show, his own podcast. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, if anybody's ever brought up his, his sometimes dirty style of play and what he has to say about it. I don't know if he talked about it this week or if the clip went viral this week, but Draymond kind of said like, yeah, do I wish I had done something different during that moment against the Cavs in the NBA Finals? He's like, yeah, probably. But realistically, I'm going to respond the exact same way when someone steps over me. Like, I don't want someone on my back. I don't want someone stepping over me. Like, realistically, that's how I'm going to react most of the time. Do I wish it had gone differently? Yeah, but I am who I am. Yeah, and I think that pretty much cost in the series. That's something that can be widely uh, agreed upon. Even as a Cavs fan myself, I can I can agree that that right there cost in the series. So, JL, I want to I want to head on over to boxing real quick before we wrap up the show. Is that cool? Cool. All right. Well, on Saturday night, Shakur Stevenson outclassed Oscar Valdez for the 135 uh, excuse me 130 pound titles in boxing. Uh, Shakur Stevenson trains a lot with Terrence Bud Crawford, while Oscar Valdez is trained by Eddie Reynoso of Team Canelo. So there was kind of this like bigger picture fight also going down but Stevenson just looked remarkably good Valdez has been champ now for like a year and a half at 130 pounds and Stevenson worked him really in every single facet of the game like there was never a single moment where Oscar Valdez really looked like he had a shot of winning Shakur looked like he was in complete control the entirety of the fight really impressive stuff it feels like he could go up to 135 pounds almost at any moment you know this is just a matter of time with him also staying in boxing, Katie Taylor of Ireland defeated Amanda Serrano in a world-class fight. Jail, this was really cool because Jake Paul helped promote this fight. He represents Amanda Serrano, one of the uh, women boxers in this fight. And it was just cool to see how much buzz this fight got. This is probably the most buzz I've seen around a women's boxing match, maybe in my entire lifetime. And people were tweeting about it. They're like, yo, this is the fight of the night. This is where everyone's eyes need to be. These women probably should have gotten paid more. It, it was just a really cool conversation. You don't see it a lot in women's boxing. And hopefully it brings more eyes to that side of boxing. Over in the UFC, Chito Vera beat Rob Font in the UFC's main event. He looked phenomenal. Like he was throwing spinning heel, heel kicks. He threw a, like a front teep kick to the chest. He was unbelievable. And by the end of the fight, Rob Font's face was just pure blood and red. And John Anik, good friend of 137 PM, who does a lot of the play-by-play -play stuff for the UFC said, this looks like movie makeup, which I thought was a pretty good call from John Anik. Very good weekend of fighting, JL. I was I was pretty stoked all, all of Saturday. Well, JL, that'll be it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all of our social media platforms. Hop into our Discord. We're going to have a stage this week. We're going to have Twitter spaces this week. You can chat with us. You can be part of the community and you can give us feedback on what you want to hear. We will be back tomorrow. As always, remember to stay curious. 